0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. Some of you may know more about Pentecost than you know. Uh, if you are a driver, in New York City, and you pay attention to the calendar when alternate side parking is uh, is cancelled, you know that the Feast of Shavuot is a special day or two. That's what Christians have inherited as Pentecost. Penta is the Greek form of that holiday, penta meaning five. It's 50 days after Easter. And like many Christian uh, celebrations and feast days, they originated uh, in a Jewish context when those early followers and friends of Jesus understood themselves as faithful Jews following Jesus. Even with that information about what Pentecost is, what the day means, um, it's a whole different matter to begin to wonder what a Pentecostal might be. What might a Pentecostal look like? Does that conjure a picture in your mind? My own understanding of who is a Pentecostal and what it means to be Pentecostal keeps changing. I remember when I was in high school and I had two friends in our classes who were sisters, Lisa and Lori. Um, They wore their hair really long occasionally up in a bun, but it seemed like they never cut their hair. Uh, They wore no makeup, and other girls were wearing lots of makeup. This was the early 80s, after all. They also wore long skirts. Every day they wore long skirts, and I never saw them wear jeans. They They were lovely girls, they were nice, they were part of everything. But we all understood that their way of dressing, their way of wearing their hair, was a part of a whole host of religious customs that they kept because they were Pentecostal. They went to a particular church that we would drive by, and we knew that other women there dressed and looked like Lisa and Lori. The men had their own customs to follow. Well, then later I made another friend, my friend Renee, and her father was a Pentecostal minister, but it was a very different kind of church. Um, her father watched a lot of television. They would occasionally sip a good glass of wine. Uh, Renee was a cheerleader in high school and uh, a part of everything that was going on, um, I was invited to visit their church one day, and I went. It was this massive space full of people. Uh, The music was a little different than what I was used to. And then at one point in the service, as people were called forward to the altar for prayers, other people began to speak in tongues. Some of you may have experienced this in another church or seen it in a movie or a television show. Um, To me, it felt very, very strange, very different, very odd. Um, I had a lot of of preconceptions about it. Um, In this particular context, though, it it wasn't as scary as I imagined it might be. It was strange. It was odd. It was not a part of my own experience. Um, But I could tell that this was a bunch of people who loved each other and were, were doing what they could to express God's love in their midst. It was just a very different expression than what I was used to. Over the years, I've, I've wondered about this. What does it mean to receive gifts of the Holy Spirit? What does it mean to, to be a Pentecostal? Am I a Pentecostal? I don't speak in tongues. I struggle to speak English, and I'm learning a little bit of Spanish. But I certainly don't speak in tongues or have the gift of tongues in the way some Pentecostals understand it. But I do have other gifts, You have other gifts. In his first letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul describes spiritual gifts. We just heard the scripture, but I think it bears repeating. It bears repeating again and again and again. There are varieties of gifts, Paul says. Varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of working, but it is the same God who inspires them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. I love that sentence, especially. If I feel like the Holy Spirit has come upon me in some new and strange way, and yet I I, I show it to you and you don't get it or don't understand it, I have to question, is this of the Holy Spirit? Or is this of the holy ego, according to John? (laughs) Paul goes on, To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are inspired by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as the Spirit wills. That's a long list of spiritual gifts, isn't it? As I've grown through the years in my own faith and especially in my own experience of the church and Christians who populate the church, I've, I've really changed my mind about what a Pentecostal looks like. And so I've come to see each one of us as being as fully a Pentecostal as those friends of mine in high school. I see what Paul is talking about. I've seen it for years. I see it in this congregation. Uh, There are those who have the gift of tongues, those who can learn other languages and can translate and can, can move through other cultures beautifully and easily. That is an absolute gift. And when used for God, it is a gift blessed by the Holy Spirit. There are those who speak speak one language, they stick to their own language, but they have that particular spiritual gift of saying just the right word at the right time. If that isn't a gift of the Holy Spirit, I don't know what is. And especially those who know when not to say a word at the right time. Another deep and mysterious gift of the Holy Spirit that I don't often have. I think of the healers in our midst, the nurses and the doctors who come in and out of this church. You have gifts of the Holy Spirit, especially as you allow God to work through your life. There's no other way you could do what you do. I think of the teachers among us, those who've taught Sunday school, those who've taught primary school, those who teach in colleges and academies and other places When you allow the Spirit to move through you, that is, in fact, a gift of the Holy Spirit. Our new friend Jeff Smith is a deacon in the Episcopal Church. There he is. And a deacon means he has a day job in addition to being in a church on weekends. His day job is running the Episcopal Church as chief operating officer. He has spiritual gifts of administration. That's in the Scripture, right alongside with speaking in tongues and handling poisonous snakes. (laughs) I don't often pray for the gift of handling a snake, but I do often pray for that gift of administration. Would that God would raise up more holy administrators to help us, to help us all. When I hear Paul's description of spiritual gifts, I especially think of all those in this church and others who work for the common good. The common good, a phrase, an image, a reality that so many in our culture and others have all but forgotten. They certainly don't work for it or talk about it or run on it. And so it's left to us to struggle for the common good and to invoke every power and energy of the Holy Spirit to animate us, even in the face of violence, even in the face of terrorism, even in the face of ignorance and meanness and despair, to continue to work for that spiritual gift of the common good. When I might begin just for a moment, just for a second, to imagine someone else's welfare being as important, if not more so, than my own. Many days, that is a gift from outside myself. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. Being Pentecostal looks like so many different people. It, it looks like those folks who were sharing lunch yesterday. They're volunteers in our HTNC shelter And one of the volunteers now is a former guest of the shelter. Thanks be to God. Being Pentecostal looks like those of you who are on the the telephone and email chain of Trinity Cares, and you you help folks when they need a hand in little ways and large ways. Being Pentecostal looks like singing in the choir and volunteering and rehearsing even when you're tired. It looks like contributing and supporting programs that help others. Being Pentecostal looks as simple as saying a prayer because the Holy Spirit prays within us. This is that particular day in the life of the church when churches give thanks for the coming of the Holy Spirit in a a lively and dramatic way, but it wasn't the first coming of the Holy Spirit and it certainly isn't the last. The Holy Spirit comes on and on in each of us. And so especially on this day as we celebrate God's entrance into our lives of his Holy Spirit in surprising and startling ways, may we continue to be on the lookout for God's stirring and singing and crashing and calming ways. May we continue to be alert to the ways in which the Spirit tears down what is old and broken or dead in order to make room for what can be new, for energy and hope and resurrection. May we be open to God's Holy Spirit, and may we be faithful Pentecostals. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.